Thank y'all listening to the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, Two Pilots Distillery, Knife A Month underscore shop on Instagram, Nobles Networking, Gridiron Coffee, Derm Dude. Hit them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Our management company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting a little change in my pocket. Thank you to all the corporate sponsors that run before, middle, and after the show. Y'all go check out my TikTok. We are giving away a $100 truck right now. Uh, if you don't believe me, just go check it out. So you get to buy a raffle ticket right now for $100. You have a chance to win a uh, 2001 Toyota Tacoma. Um, all you got to do is buy a raffle ticket. We're only doing 200 of them. And uh, when you go see what we're doing it for, you're, you're going you're gonna to be surprised. Some of the proceeds go to create a vet's golf tournament um, up in Nashville. So go check it out and uh, enjoy. Um, I know I play around a lot on this show. We joke, we laugh, we cut up. But one of the things that y'all know is very serious to me is uh, it's mental health awareness. And today I am very happy to have Miss um, Kendra and Mr. Brian Ward with me. And uh, I've asked them on to um, to share their story and their organization for Ward Project. And uh, thank you guys for taking some time up in Ohio to Spend with me tonight. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, all the at the beginning of every month, I always post one TikTok or something on Instagram, and it's of just me running my mouth saying, "Hey, if you've seen anybody's message on social media that needs help being spread, please let us know." Because one thing, I don't care if you've got five people that follow you on social media, if you got five million. If you've got a message that needs to be heard, uh, I don't believe that I've been given a platform with a lot of listeners just to talk shit all the time. I think I think you're supposed to spread um, awareness for certain things. Um, and y'all's videos and y'all were tagged in several of my posts. So, I, you know, um, I only dove into a little of it because I wanted to find out firsthand. So, you know, I'm first off thoughts and prayers to y'all. Um, I'm sure that some of the stuff you're going to share with all of us is hard to share. So thank you. No, thank you for having us. We really do appreciate it. Well, uh, I'd like to, well, anytime, anytime y'all ever need anything, this show is, uh, we don't have, uh, friends. We've got family on this show. So if you ever do this, you're stuck with us. So I might get on your nerves. <laughs> Sounds like a good thing. <laughs> you can probably ask some of the previous guests. I don't know. <laughs> uh, when you when you start getting snapchats and text messages from me and uh i don't know i don't know if you like me anymore um <laughs> I well i'm a gearhead so I, I do need to get one of those raffle tickets so <laughs> well you're you're more than welcome i've had to explain to everybody today uh that the truck is i don't know what y'all call it up there and you probably call it the same thing we do down here it's a trash truck it's a uh it's a hunting land truck it's a farm truck i had, I had somebody a while ago message me and they were like hey i drive 75 miles to work and back every day it's one way there one way back uh, so i drive like 150 miles round trip a day would wow. it work and i was like no <laughs> i was like for the love of god do not buy a ticket <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna feel horrible if, yeah. if you do that and they were like well why are you doing this then i was like 
because somebody's going to get a truck for a hundred dollars. Like, and they were like, that hey, you're ripping people off. I was like, you can't buy shit for a hundred dollars. Yeah. I've got to pay the taxes. I've got to pay the shipping. I've got to pay everything. You, you have a drivable truck, a Toyota Tacoma at that to play in. Go ride dirt roads. Go sink the damn thing. I don't care. It's $100. I've done a lot of stupid shit with $100. Yeah. Up here, we call those chip boxes. So, <laughs> that, You know what? That's what I'm just going to entitle the next video is here's your own shit box for $100. <laughs> the quality shit box. Um but uh yeah this there you would just been surprised by the messages i've received today yeah. i didn't realize that there was a lot of, i knew there was some dumbasses in this world but shit <laughs> <laughs> i have just it's just been it's been mind-blowing oh, um, yeah. yeah but uh anyway uh, are y'all originally from ohio before we get started uh, i am uh born and raised but uh Kenner's from the that evil land just uh, northwest of me in Michigan. And, uh, uh, oh, y'all yeah. have the rivalry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Well, well it's, not like you I'll, I'll explain. I, uh, I have to clarify this because she gets mad if I don't. <laughs> uh, I am a Buckeye, you know, you know, uh, all the way through. She is not a Wolverine. No. She is a Spartan. Mm -hmm. uh, Michigan uh, State for her, uh, not Michigan Wolverine. So no. that's, that's, that was the, uh, one of the hinge points on why I agreed to marry her was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not really that big of a, you know, <laughs> a competition anyway. I'm sure the Spartans, <laughs> uh, I'm sure the okay. Spartans have won a few things, but. Okay. Magic Johnson well, what, went what to Michigan State to, though, right? Michigan State made uh, the Wolverines their biatch. Yeah. So, that's always you know, that, that created the surrender cobras. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, well, I'd like to, I'd like to start this off by, uh, while you kind of sharing who, who, who your son was, Mr. Eric, um, you know, one of the things that I always want to do on these shows, instead of we start to get into what, you know, the, the, project for ward is um i want them to know who eric was i want to know who eric was um so if y'all feel comfortable kind of give us a little bit of a background on him sure um well eric was our only son uh, we do have a daughter also bailey and um eric joined the national guard uh, we were we are both army veterans and he always thank y'all for your service thank you thank you he wanted to um, serve as well, and that was just a dream of his since he was a little kid, and uh, he decided to go into the National Guard. He was also um, a student at Bowling Green State University. He was in the aviation program. Um, great athlete, um, like an all-around athlete, played all the sports, um, but, you know, the thing that just was the most the best thing about him was, is he was just a good person. Yeah. And he uh, really enjoyed community service. He was involved with Teen Leadership Corps, which is um, an organized community service uh, class that they can take in high school in our area and a really great organization. And um, he also was doing things on his own, things that we found out about later. Yeah. Um, Homeless now, what people. kind of what, what kind of things? Homeless people in our area knew him and 
We found some videos that he had on his helmet cam from his motorcycle. Um, there was a man in the area who uh, he happened to see as he was driving on his motorcycle. And he turned around and parked and got off and went and saw the guy. And they obviously knew each other and had a great conversation. And this man was telling him about how he'd just gotten his license and he finally had a place to stay. And it was just... And Eric hugged him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was just so obvious that they had a relationship. And mm -hmm. Eric's friends told us that he had... Um, at night when they would go mess around downtown on their longboards and doing whatever else, they'd take food to the homeless people. And That's cool. Eric had yeah. water and food in the trunk of his car. We didn't even didn't know, know he was doing yeah. that, you know, and he wasn't doing it for attention. He was just doing it to be nice to somebody. And, you know, he did the organized things, but he also just did things for people. And, um, when he passed away at his funeral, there were soldiers that came from all over the country just because he was the guy that helped them get through whatever they were going through, whatever it was. And he never posted any of that on social media. No. no. See, I love that. Uh, you, you don't find that much anymore. Most times you find people that, that's where I make a living on social media, obviously, but you don't find people anymore that are just have that servant's heart where they just do stuff because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's just really touching. And to hear that, especially at his funeral, just so many stories that came out that we had no idea, uh, you know, from guys that he served with during basic training, you know, Eric was, he was tall. He was just, you know, a little over six foot and, um, he was not one of the people that you would consider to be aggressive. He was never yeah. that guy, you know, but there were smaller guys that he served with during basic that said, you know, if it weren't for Eric, you know, I probably would have gotten my ass kicked or I wouldn't have been able to complete this obstacle and hearing these stories of how he helped so many people. It just, it was amazing to hear all that. And especially at that time we yeah. we needed to hear that you know so that was very special for us i, I bet it is there's nothing you can ever I, I just can't imagine i i'm sure there's nothing in those times that you can ever hear that takes away the pain no. that, that, that helps you understand but i'm sure that those stories just that it's what you need you know it's it's a you know, unfortunately, it's a it's a Band-Aid on something that needs a whole lot more than a Band-Aid. Yeah. You know, but it, it's got to feel good now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because that's who we knew him as. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice to hear that he was so important in other people's lives and what he did for them. But it was amazing to hear how far-reaching that was. We just – we never even – thought about how far reaching his impact on people was and continues to be today. How long ago did Eric pass? Uh, August 22nd, 2016. 2016. And without having to go into too many details, um, did, was there any signs of mental health issues beforehand 
he hid everything behind bright eyes and a beautiful smile. That's who he was. Oof. We, uh, I don't know if, uh, what, I don't know what y'all know about. I, I don't know. I'm a survivor. I'm a su- suicide survivor. Um, that's one reason why these subjects are so, I'm so passionate about them, um, of getting them out because, uh, you'd have never known it about me. Uh, I tell everybody the only reason why I'm here is I'm a dumbass. I'm, uh, it's funny to laugh at. I'm glad I get to laugh at it and tell this joke. It's not a joke. It's real. I'm the only person in this world that's ever tried to take their life with ibuprofen. Um, luckily I didn't know. Luckily I didn't know. And, uh, I ended up in a hospital getting my stomach pumped. Um, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Uh, but it was also, I, I say it every day. It's the best and worst day of my life. Um, and talking to people that have lost somebody the way y'all have, it's, it's weirder to me. And I don't mean it in a bad way. It's I've seen people that what you've been through, it's crushed them, that it has just destroyed families, that it has just, this, you're going to think I'm crazy what I'm about to say. Okay. Please, please don't drive down to Georgia, kick my ass. I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather you didn't. You find something. If you go back and listen to any of the shows that we've done with family members that are survivors, our friends that are survivors, you always find something that's real weird that if they had a servant's heart, like Eric, their organizations afterwards, it's like, they're still serving. Yeah. It's almost like, even though nobody knew their struggles and knew their pain, it's almost like they made a sacrifice to where they're not just still helping one person. They're not helping that one homeless person anymore. They're helping hundreds of people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw where y'all have like 162,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, I'm sure you would rather in a heartbeat, rather have your son back and in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. There's no question in my mind, but this is, like I said, it's probably where you want to kick my ass. Your son would probably tell you, without me knowing him, he would rather those 162,000 people received help from the message of what you're doing. Undoubtedly. Yeah, Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm probably saying it completely ass backwards. No, no, I I, I do understand what you mean. And, you know, from other people's perspective, we kind of hear the same thing, that he's still helping people. And it's because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he took his own life, but it's because of him. Yeah. So they hear about him. They hear his story. They hear about the impact on us, on other people. And, you know, they learn from that. Yeah. I, th- I think some people know that their message is going to mean more. Uh, I honestly, though, I think the same thing about Chris Kyle. I, I think that Chris Kyle put himself into a lot of situations to where he knew that I think that some people have that, that foresight that their, their message is going to mean more if they're not here. We hate that. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Y'all hate it. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I hate the, it for you. The living without is 
obviously the hardest part of this entire struggle. Um, you know, this, we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, the night that it happened, I fell apart. I, uh, I have a hearing loss, so I wear hearing aids and uh, I usually don't hear anything when I'm asleep. <laughs> but uh, that night it was uh, about 1.30 in the morning and the dog started going crazy. I don't know why I was the one to wake up. <laughs> Usually she hears everything, but uh, that night she didn't. And uh, I woke up and I walked out of the bedroom and his bedroom was right across the hallway from Mars. And his light was on, but he wasn't in there. So I went to the bottom of the steps and uh, <clears throat> there's somebody knocking at the door and I'm like, God, who is here at 1.30 in the morning? And I <clears throat> turned the porch light on and I saw a sheriff sitting there. And I thought, my first thought was, well, not too long ago, a few nights ago, a week ago, there was a couple cars broken into down the street from us, kids stealing change and stuff out of cars. So that was my first thought. And uh, <clears throat> I unlocked the door and uh, I opened the door and I said, yes. And uh, he asked if I was Eric Ward's father. And I said, yes. And I immediately looked to the driveway and I didn't see his car. And I looked back at him and at the same time, I put my hand up on his chest, I said, is he okay? And he grabbed a hold of my wrist and he said, I'm sorry, sir, he's deceased. And it didn't comprehend right away. And I kind of stammered and I said, what? And he repeated himself. He said, I'm so sorry, he's deceased. And I said, what happened? My first thought was, he was in a car accident. And he said, I'm so sorry, sir. He shot himself. And I remember screaming so loud. And I just fell into the officer. And uh, he held on to me for a few seconds. And uh, I thought, this just can't be right. There's no way. <clears throat> and we have a gun safe in our, in our bedroom. So obviously we knew he didn't come in there because she definitely would have heard that. And then I remember that I kept a concealed carry weapon 
in a hidden compartment in my truck that he well knew about because you know when I'm not home he was the man of the house so he I wanted him to know where everything was in case he needed anything and I ran into the house and I found my keys and they weren't where I usually leave them and I grabbed them and I ran out to the truck and before I even got to the truck I realized that the truck was unlocked and I flung the door open, and as soon as I opened the door, I saw all the compartments open to where the gun was at, and I just knew he took that one. And uh, I opened the console anyway to look, and it was gone. And I, uh, I turned away from the truck, and I just dropped to my knees in the driveway, just screaming blaming myself because it was my fault that he used my gun that I told him where it was at and the officer came over and he picked me up and he said it's not your fault and then he helped me back to the house and when he got me inside the house he said do you want me to wait do you need me to stay and I said I have to tell my wife and I don't even remember climbing the stairs at that point to go back into the bedroom. But I remember turning on the bedroom light and uh, just crying. And Kendra jumped out of bed and she ran over and I just, I could barely catch my breath. And she came up and she grabbed my arms and she said, what's the matter? And I just, I blurted out of the blue, Eric's dead. And I remember her saying, what? And she ran past me, I'm assuming into his room. And then uh, she looked to the bottom of the steps and saw the officer. And I just, I dropped to my knees at the floor in the bedroom while she went down to talk to the officer. And uh, I don't know what she talked to the officer about because by the time I got back down there, he was already walking out the door and uh, we came to find out our daughter was actually sleeping in the living room on the recliner that night. And we turned the light on and she got up and uh, we told her what happened. And I just, I remember Bailey immediately started crying, but Kendra just, she sat down on the couch just stone-faced like no expression like this wasn't happening this wasn't real and I dropped to my knees and I crawled up to her and I asked her for forgive me for being my gun. And she said it wasn't your fault. And I started hyperventilating. And I had some kind of an attack because the next thing I knew, I was on my back looking up at her. And she was saying, don't do this. 
don't do this. You have to be here. I don't know what happened, but um, we eventually all got up and uh, we had to go over to my, we were, we contacted the, uh, the sheriff's deputy and we just wanted to know where Eric was. And they said that they were taking him to the funeral home of our choice. And we told them where, and we drove over there and we were just so anxious. We just, we must have stayed there for 20 minutes or so and nobody was there. And then we drove over to my brother's house just down the street and, uh, you know, by now it's like two, two fifteen in the morning. And he opened up his home to us and uh the sheriff found us there and uh came in and talked to Kendra and I and uh he started asking questions about did he have any body markings that we could identify him and we told him. And then he asked. He asked about the gun and wanted me to describe it. And I didn't want to even say anything. And I told him what it was. And he said, yeah, that's what, what we found by him. And when we walked out on the front lawn, we had a bunch of our family members and family friends that showed up out of the blue at 2.30 in the morning my dad and my stepmom and of course my brother and his wife at the time and a few of our other really close friends and family and uh it was a long night when we finally went home i don't even remember what time it was but we came home just drained and wanted to see him and uh, we laid down just trying to relax and do the best we could to collect ourselves, but there was no sleep to be found, of course. And it ended up being a few days before they would let us see him. And when I finally talked to the funeral home director, he said, you don't want that to be your last memory of him. You don't want to see him like that. And I said, we at least got to hold his hands. So he promised that he would wrap him up and leave his arm exposed so we could at least hold his hand and say goodbye to him. It seemed like I was bugging the shit out of him. I must have called him every hour, just begging to come see him. And uh, when he finally agreed, God, I didn't want to get out of the truck. I didn't want to go into that funeral home. I didn't want it to be real. We walked up those steps and walked in the door. And he, uh, he met us in the lobby. And he led us into the foyer. And he pushed Eric's body out in a gurney, covered in blankets. And the only thing shown was his, his forearms and his hands. Everything else was covered. And we saw 
on his wrist, the bruises he had gotten in a motorcycle accident. So we knew it was him. And just fell apart all over again. Oh. In his hand, and he's so cold. He's so cold. I'm I'm gonna give you a break for a second. Um before you keep going, I just want you to know, uh, first off, I think you're a whole lot stronger than what you give yourself credit for. I think both of you are. Um, I, I just, there's not a lot of people that, that punch me right in the little heart over here, but you can just tell how much you love, you love your son. Like it's just, there's just no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about. No, there's this. There's this. There's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and also too, I, I just, you know, I'm sure by now, I hope you know that nothing that happened was your fault. I, I I'm sure that you've. I'm hoping that you've come to terms with that. That that nothing is your fault. I, the hope. If you haven't, I, I want to tell you a little something as somebody who is a survivor, when you get to the point of your life, when you are at that mindset, um, a lot of people don't understand. It's not that you're ready to die. It's that you're, you know, you're tired of living. That's what a lot of people just don't get when it comes to having depression is this, you know, you don't want to tell everybody bye, but yeah. you, you really just don't know how to keep going on. And, if there wouldn't have been a gun available that night, sir, there would have been something else. I know. And I, I don't, I'm sure a lot of people have told you that. I'm sure time and time again, people have told you that, but we've been through a lot of therapy sessions. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I have heard that. And as, as hard as this story is to tell, I don't care how hard it is for me to relive it. If it helps anybody in any way, then I'm going to keep telling the story. And we, we have been through so much and uh, we've met incredible people that have gone through the same thing. And early on in therapy, uh, she didn't want to go. No. You know, I kind of had to convince her. That is usually the opposite. That is is not the first time I've ever heard that. I I felt like I needed to talk to a professional. And when she finally conceded to go, uh, it ended up being the best thing that we could have possibly done. Our counselor was phenomenal. Very lucky, yes. And... um, as time progressed and we got to finally meet other people that were just experiencing the same thing, we started to realize that in telling our story to them, they realized that they weren't alone, that they were experiencing the same things that we were experiencing, the same feelings we were experiencing because nothing feels right in any of those moments. And uh, that gave us hope. 
and we did that for quite a few years and um i kind of think that uh that gave us strength that forward project was actually born out of that let's talk a little bit about that because that's you know where how long did it take y'all before you decided that you had to do something well, what, what was the turning point for, for you two to where you was like, pretty much you had to make, you something had to come out of it. Something positive had to come out of a negative situation. Pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, this, the night he took his own life, August 22nd, um, also happened to be my brother's birthday. And uh, of course, it's right before the holidays. So we kind of shut down altogether um, through the end of the year. Um, it was literally the first, uh, you know, the first November, the first Thanksgiving, where Eric wasn't there to eat the turkey legs because he was the only one in the house that would eat the dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> He would take both turkey legs and put them on a plate and smother them in my homemade gravy. So <laughs> it was hard to put that plate out. We still put that plate out that year. Oh. It was hard. And then Christmas, we forced ourselves to put up the tree because Bailey was still living with us at the time. So that was more for her benefit than ours. But uh, because Eric helped us put out the helped me put up the Christmas lights outside. I didn't put them up that year. And the new year came and we're just, you know, we're, we're doing what we can to get by and we still continue with the therapy. And uh, I guess actually before all that happened, our friends and family um, put together a benefit uh, to benefit us to help cover expenses for Eric's funeral. And uh, they, we were shocked. They came out of the woodwork. Yeah, They went to local businesses and asked for donations for things to raffle. And uh, I mean, they, I can't believe they, they did it in such a short time frame. Yeah. Within like a week and a half. Um, and they ended up raising just over like, what, $5,000 or so? It was it was more than that, but it, it, it more than covered the expenses of yeah. the funeral. And that That's was awesome. kind of, that, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was amazing. It was really generous and, you know, it wasn't online either. Yeah. It was just all in person, all local yeah. people. And mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> there was money left over after the funeral and we did not feel right keeping no. something like that. And also, honestly, uh, it, it felt a little weird. We're not rich, but you know, I always thought of fundraisers of someone needs help and because they just can't afford this sudden outrageous expense. You know what I mean? So there was even some guilt with that. Like we're not struggling or anything like this could go to a better purpose than us, but these people were so generous and kind by giving that to us that we wanted them to do something with it and something that reflected Eric. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to start donating the money to causes that he cared about. And um, I, then I started thinking, well, you know, we could keep doing this. And 
why not, you know, keep his community service going. And I started making 550 cord bracelets um, because all three of us were in the military, but also because um, those were a personal favorite of his. Yeah. He uh, became friends with this older gentleman that owned a military surplus store in my hometown in Michigan. And that, uh-huh. that man, Phil, every time he went in there would give him a 550 cord bracelet. <laughs> so I started yeah. making those and then discovered that it also helped my anxiety. My anxiety just was so bad. Like my hands would shake and I felt like a, like a itch or it wasn't itchy, but like a trembling in my hands all the time. And that helped me focus and just deal with it. But it was also about him. So I started making those and selling those. And then um, a, a lady where I work, her name is Deb. She painted a rock for Eric. And Putin Bay is an island in Lake Erie that's just north of us. And apparently this is really big on Putin Bay. These people go and take rocks from the island and then paint them, whatever. And then they hide them and other people (coughs) around, that's okay, around the island find them and they collect them and so on. And so she made one for Eric. And I thought, that's pretty cool. You know, (laughs) we could make those and we could take them to places that we go with Eric's name on it, paint a flag on it or something like that. And then, I'm a a complete geek. I'm into technology (laughs) big time. And so I had to step it up a little bit and I had access to a laser at work. So I laser engraved a folded flag and in memory of Eric Ward on the rock. And then we started taking those places and other people were painting their own too. And she was taking so much time because it was most (laughs) of the time was after work, you know, so she's, not using her at work time to do no yeah projects. i'm too busy i couldn't so <laughs> you know she's getting home at like seven and eight o'clock at night after spending hours in their fabrication lab using their laser and uh things really started picking up so we're like you know let's let's start looking into getting our own laser and uh we finally did <laughs> that was a great, yeah. a great a great way to keep you at home <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like that strategy. Yeah. So, so, and and then that kind of just segued into she engraves everything now, uh, dog tags and wood. Um, we've got a lot of things on our website that uh, we custom make now, um, and that kind of transition to not only in memory of Eric, but other people contacting us saying, "Hey, you know, we lost a service member or family member." we'd really like to have something custom made for them. So she now does that as well. Yeah. So So. people can have their own too. A lot of people really like the idea of the rocks. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I I saw it. I saw it on your TikTok earlier. I would love to commission y'all to do something for Eric for us to put in studio. Yeah, oh, no problem. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would love. We've got a lot of space back here behind me where <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can kick one of those liquor bottles out the way. That I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure something for him would look way better uh, than that. I, I I love that. I love that. Um, you you know, uh, there's just not a lot of people to take 
one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard is you take pain and you turn it into purpose. Mm-hmm. And y'all have like, there's just, it, it just amazes me. Um, I've seen people, like I said earlier, I've seen people that have just been completely destroyed by tragedy. We wanted yeah. to go there right away. Yeah. Really did. Yeah. That's, that's the, it feels like exactly what's next, you know, and don't feel not, like you can go on. And had it not been for each other, that was a very real possibility mm-hmm. because who would want to continue on with that pain? But the thing that came to the forefront for both of us um, right away was we can't do to each other the feelings that we had when Eric did that. And especially to our daughter. Yeah. So we had to continue on. And when all of this happened and after the therapy, really, uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that helped a lot. Um, but having the, and I credit Kendra with all of it, with uh, having the foresight to see hey, you know, we could do this and this and this. And, uh, you know, it started out so small and with one post on TikTok. Yes. And it just erupted into something incredible. Yeah, I've been making the bracelets and just other random little stupid things. Not the rocks. I like, I love the rocks, but (laughs) just other things just to keep my hands busy. And it was small. Yeah. And it was just, you know, because Facebook doesn't push your stuff out like... Not unless you pay for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's just our community, our yeah. families, you know, maybe another layer of friends of friends, that sort of thing. And it just, and that was okay because at that time I just needed to focus on keeping my hands busy, you know, but the, I posted something on TikTok about how I, I still do this. I buy him an American flag every year for his birthday. When he was a little boy, that was one of his favorite toys, those little <laughs> flags on the stick. He loved, he those, loved things. those little things. He run around playing with it when he was a little kid. So I always yeah. buy a flag for his birthday. And uh, I made a video about that and showed each of the flags and just mm-hmm. My phone died three times in one day because of all the notifications. That was before I knew I could turn them off. You know? So it just, it went crazy really yeah. fast. And uh, we posted the video of him on the motorcycle with the man that he ran into that we told you about. And that one went crazy. Yeah. And uh, what happened out of that is like, we got introduced to welcome to I should say yeah a really positive community of people who were so supportive interested in hearing about him which has always been our number one goal Mm -hmm. you know I always say don't want him to be the guy that died or that guy that killed himself we want to talk about how he lived how he treated other people and how kindness was just part of him and you know, that's, don't want him to be forgotten, but also how he lived. So, you know, that's, we've just been gotten so much support and met so many great people on TikTok, but also we've gotten to meet some people in person and it's just been great. You know, I I absolutely love that. I love how y'all 
sit there and view that there's, there's not enough people that are in your shoes that don't realize that that moment in time for Eric is not what defined him. There's too many people that want to take that one second that the worst decision that could have been made was made. That was not him. That that was depression getting the best. That's your demons getting the best of you. But when you've lived the rest of your life and you've done all these good things, you've left behind such an amazing legacy. You literally talking just makes me want to go do better shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking, I'm over here thinking right now. I came into this talking about that damn truck. (laughs) And and now I'm over here wondering, it's like, well, I was going to take the excess and I was already going to give it to creative vets when I went to, to uh to nashville anyway but you know some of it was gonna get put in my pocket and i've been upfront about that anyway but now i'm like shit i don't want to keep it <laughs> i was like i don't think i need it no more now like maybe i was supposed to do a show with y'all tonight oh <laughs> but no it's uh you you don't what you give off is eric's legacy the what you're doing right now is what I believe every second of his life was until that one, till the demons got the best. And that is just something that you can't put into words. I, I believe somewhere right now, he's proud of you. I think he's proud as hell of both of you too. And there's, you know, everything that you said about him coming in, it's obviously had a servant's heart. And I don't know whether you two had servant's hearts beforehand but you damn sure do now. And I, I love this. I, I hate that what came out of it. I hate when tragedy makes somebody be the best version of themselves. Right. I hate that it takes something that is horrible to change you into that. Um, but sometimes that's what it takes. Right. And, and it's sad. It, it, it is sad, but also it's kind of beautiful. It, it, it is kind of beautiful because there's too many people that go down that darkness. And I always, there's something that has stuck with me for the longest time. And it, I, I don't know whether I heard it a long time ago or if I came up with it a long time ago, but I've been saying it for the longest damn time. And it's, I always believe that God allows us to go through hell. So we know what heaven's worth. And I, I think that we have to just experience hell. We have to experience darkness in order for us to give off light into this world. Uh, and what y'all two are doing right now, you couldn't have been in a darker place. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's how I've described it as it's pure hell. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, every, you know, especially at first when you're so raw and you haven't been able to manage your feelings or what's happening to you or anything, especially at first. And there are times where it's still incredibly difficult, but, you know, uh, he went to the school that I work at. So every hallway I went down, I would see a moment where I had done something with him or laughed with him. Everything was a memory. Yeah. Everywhere we went. And then, you know, uh, doing things. Well, we haven't been here. The last time we were here was with Eric or we haven't been here since he died or having those thoughts. Like I didn't want 2016 to end because I felt like we were going to leave him behind or something, you know, and there's just so many 
pieces you have to go through. And, you know, just last night, um, I was on TikTok, just like we all do, just scrolling through videos. And I saw a video of someone that we follow back. We don't know very well, but we follow back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I've got a mute button. We're good. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I tried to catch y'all where y'all didn't hear me. That's okay. Now just make sure you're, you're okay. And uh, I saw a video um, where he was in distress and I looked at the comments and he made some comments about how he was thinking of quitting. And there was one other person that commented and I didn't think that this person was doing it for views. But the thing is, is uh, we're not in a place emotionally to have conversations with people to try to help them, nor do we feel qualified to do so. So we always try to direct people to what we feel are better resources. Yeah. And uh, so what I immediately did is first I said to him some positive things, you know, hear you and that sort of thing. And um, can I tag some people that I think could help you? And he said, yes. Um, but he had it set to followers only. So I asked him to un undo that, make it public. And I went and tagged some military and veteran creators who I felt could and would speak with him. And they just immediately flocked to the video and it was all very supportive and positive. And he was, a couple people told me that they were DMing with him and something good was coming out of that. And, you know, that's, that's what I was talking about earlier with the community thing that, that we now find ourselves in. And we're so grateful for that because they listened and went, were willing to go help this person right away. It wasn't there to make themselves look better or get views for themselves. Yeah. They didn't even know this person. They weren't connected to him and they just went right there. And we've seen so much of that. Yes, yeah. we have the occasional little troll that shows up and says something stupid and ridiculous, yeah. but it is overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive on yeah. our videos. It's amazing. Yeah. Those trolls, uh, I block them. I don't say anything back to them. They're not worth your time and energy. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I learned a long time ago and y'all don't have to view this the way that I do. Okay. I, I just want to, I want to make this very clear, <laughs> but I think everybody should have their each and own opinion about this. Um, I'm jaded on a certain subject when it comes to mental health awareness. Uh, I share my stuff on social media to help people. If I'm going through a funk, uh, I've got a good enough hold on my stuff after coming out with my thing. My episode happened in 2010. Uh, so I am 12 years since an episode. Uh, now I've, I've had funk since then, but I've identified my triggers. I know what to stay away from. I know that when something's coming on, that ever since the first time that I felt something coming on to open up about it to certain people um, to kind of keep that part of it off social media, like yeah. helping people is one thing, but 
there's a lot of people that have jaded me that have posted stuff on social media, the cry for help stuff. And it takes away from people like Eric. It takes away from people that are scared to say anything because they see how people act on social media about it. Now I'm all fine for somebody saying that I need help. And Mm -hmm. then once somebody says here, let me point you to mission 22. Let me point you to the ward project, then them deleting their video because they've been pointed in the right direction. I don't like it the other way around to where they've, they're doing it for clicks or doing it for views or whatever. Then the next day they're hunky dory. Yeah. That that's kind of rubbed me, but it. That does happen. I've done I've done this for like, I've been in that field for like six years now. And you've seen the worst of the worst people because it, it really downplays the people that need help. Yeah. It, 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 that, that shit did It pisses me off. It makes me, it makes me mad. Um, but I shouldn't be that way because some of those people probably didn't help, but I've just, I'm, I'm jaded on it. Um, I, no, I understand where you're coming the, from. The, the, the other thing that I was going to tell y'all, and this is just, like I said, y'all don't have to view this like me. I, when I opened up about my story the first time, probably six years ago, right before I went into radio, I was scared to death of doing it because I didn't want to be picked on. Now, nobody had ever knew besides for some close friends in my hometown or whatever. But when I opened up about it, I got nothing but love and support from people, people telling me that they had been through this, mental health issues and stuff. They supported me wholeheartedly. But what I didn't know when I opened that door, that there were going to be people that looked upon me to talk to them off the ledge. What you said a while ago was something so important that I love what you said, that you pointed them in the right direction. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because that's so important to anybody that is listening right now that if you're already dealing with these issues and you have a weight to bear, like you two have to bear, or I have to bear with my depression, it's really hard to take on somebody else's weight. It's it's okay to push them to someone else and not feel bad about it because we're not trained. We we can sit here and talk about the things that we've been through all day. Only reason I say that is I'm sure that you get people all the time wanting you to talk them off the ledge. We do, and in in those videos where people are doing that stuff, this one last night I just stumbled on it. People will tag us in it, and I appreciate that they would trust us and think of us, you know, in a positive way like that. But we're not trained. I I don't want to do the wrong thing. They should talk to a professional, and we don't have a capacity for that no, like you just said we're unfortunately not trained in crisis prevention yes and uh, that's why we steer them towards the people that can help them that well, that that was wonderful that y'all said that because it takes it takes a lot to know i always tell people know your lane there's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with knowing what you're good at and what god has put you to do your message is probably a lot like mine is to let people know the story, let people know that it's okay to not be all right, but it's not, it's not me to, 
it's not for me to make you okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I literally what you said of carrying that weight yeah. and we don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm not sure if we ever will, but we know we don't have that right now. Yeah. And what he said earlier about not wanting to go to therapy, that was my first thought. I can't carry someone else's weight. I can't yeah. even hear their story yeah. because this is about to drown me. Yeah. I can't have one more difficult thing in my head and understand that's not selfishness that in our brains that's what we think right we think we're being so that's not selfish that's not even kind of selfish that is that's self-preservation yeah in those moments you have to self-preserve just like you yeah absolutely yeah we uh what we do around here we do this thing we haven't done it in a while we got to get back to doing it i've just been on the road so much it's been crazy but when we started this studio after I got fired from radio is I wanted to do these things called our still writing sessions. We don't record them. We don't monetize them. Uh, I've shared my story enough with people that we have folks come into the studio. And all we do is we talk to each other about uh, our suicide attempts. We talk to each other about our mental health stuff. And it's just to build a support system. But at any point in time, if someone's like, if it's ever got to the point and luckily it's never got to the point with anybody that's in here, if it would ever get bad, I'd be like, look, I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to let you know that you're not alone in your thoughts because I have those thoughts. Yeah. I've just learned to control mine a little bit better, but I've been exactly where you've been. You're not, you're not crazy. You're just, you know, you're in a dark place. It's not a bad life. It's just a bad day. That's, that's all it is. But if it ever gets bad, let's let's put you in touch with the right people. Well, you know, let's there's nothing wrong with getting help. Um, and that that's why everything that y'all have said, you'd be surprised. You you two would be surprised the people that try to overstep. I have not had anybody on this show, whether it's a, well, there's an organization out of Savannah called Fight the War Within. They are absolutely wonderful. We've had the people from Mission Twenty Two on this show. Uh, we've had. Uh, I know there's a couple more that we've had on here, and this uh, Crossroads Recovery Ministry. Um, we've had a, a lot of people in here that promote mental health awareness. Um, if anybody that I'm forgetting, I'm sorry. I just I'm drawing a blank right now. But all of them are amazing, and everybody that's been on the show has been amazing at knowing their job and then giving it off to the next person. But you have some people that don't do that. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost. And it makes me so proud, so proud of you two, that you have took something that would literally bring the toughest son of a bitch on this planet and, and destroy them. And you've turned it into where you're going to save someone's life. You, you, you've already saved people's lives. There's no doubt in my The fact that I know that I've been told that I've helped somebody. There's no way in hell that you two haven't helped people. And there, there's no way. That's why I know when, when I was telling y'all earlier, you know, I know that I know that he's proud of you. You're doing something now that is his legacy. This is his legacy. You know, no one's going to remember those demons one day of his. They're going to remember this. And that's special. We really hope so. Thank you. 
I can see her see it now. It's already, it's already there. You know, th this is how you know. I'm a weird person. I'll go ahead and tell you. I'll tell your family. So we got to tell you how weird I am. Okay. I want y'all to, it's, it's all about transitioning and affirmation and stuff like that for me. Okay. When you were telling that story, when you were telling the story earlier of that night, it was the hardest thing I have heard in a long, long time. It was so hard for you to tell. I have seen people that could not recover from that conversation. The second you get into talking about you helping others, it's almost like that conversation didn't happen. That is instant affirmation that even though something extremely bad happened in the two of your lives, you're doing what you're supposed to. You're not always where you want to be at in life, but you're always where God wants you to be. And it's difficult because telling the story of what happened that night is the harder part of what we do. You know, we, we always look for the positives and uh, obviously we try to make our videos that reflect that. And to be honest, um, I, uh, I obviously don't enjoy recanting that story um you know this this august is going to be six years and it still affects me the way it affects me but i've seen on uh especially on tiktok over the last few months i actually caught wind of an audio clip on there of uh that somebody put on there of two little girls that called 911 because their brother had taken his own life and it's about a minute long video and just to hear the strain in their voice and about three quarters of the way through that they're just they're just breaking down and screaming why did you do this why did you do this if i don't have the ability to have the strength to do the same in telling Eric's story and how it affected her and it affected I that night. I think telling that story might help somebody else. And it's not a matter of guilting them into not doing that. It's the furthest thing from the truth. But we want people to see the whole story, not just the aftermath, the immediate, you know, the positive things that happened after the fact, but that immediate aftermath is a crucial part of the story to tell. Well, well you realize, um, <clears throat> you realize without the emotion, and I know you're not trying to guilt nobody into it, but without the emotion, when people allow that to come out in them, then you realize there was something special about Eric without you even having to say it. You, you could have not said what an amazing young man he was beforehand, and you shared that story. You know, it, it's about the heart that you show. It, that, that, you got me. I ain't going to lie to you. If y'all does – it's I'm a crybaby anyway. I am a big fat ass crybaby. 
And like, it doesn't take much. I cry at Hallmark commercials all the time. Like I, I'm soft as a wet cupcake, but <laughs> when you sat there and you told that story a while ago, you literally, you had me, you had me. And it wasn't because of the story. It was because you could see just the connection between a father and a son and the love that you had. And it wasn't that just another child had died. It was that a good child had died, that a good man had died. And it was a soldier had died. It was, it was all of these things. It was, you know, unfortunately not everybody has that relationship. You know, there, there's some shitheads in this world. Well, there are. And, you know, I always say, of course, we loved each other, but we also liked each other. We yeah. did everything together. Mm -hmm. The four of us, that's yeah. part of why we have the four. Yeah. The four of us did everything together. <laughs> oh, y'all kiss my ass. <laughs> oh, now that's even worse. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess we should open with that. <laughs> oh. I, yeah. No, I just thought it was instead of F-O-R, I thought you just used the number four. That's oh, four. Yeah, yeah, so she has to tell you that part. Tell, tell, yeah, absolutely tell me that. <laughs> so um, his name was Eric John Ward. All of his names have four letters. <laughs> um, he loved being <laughs> he loved being number four and all of his jerseys yes. because then his jersey would say four ward his name above the four on the back get it and <laughs> and uh often he couldn't be just four so he would be 44 yeah and then uh i know right and then when he played football he, they changed his position and he wasn't allowed to be in the 40s anymore so he was 51 because so five, five minus, minus one, one is four <laughs> i'm done with you too <laughs> And uh, his passwords always had four or 44 yeah. in them. Yeah. And, and I, I always knew all of his passwords because, like I said, I'm a geek. So whenever my kids would go to get on a social media channel, I'd already be there, you know, or I'd start their accounts for them. So I just always knew that. Um, oh. And uh, um, it was always funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> there yeah. Was that's so funny because me, me, I grew up while, for the past for the past twelve years between playing softball, everything else. I've always wore forty four. Oh so wow! So <laughs> then my daughter, who is ten now, Gracie, she wears forty four. Oh my god, that, that is, is so cool. cool! I'll make it. I'll make it a little bit crazier for y'all. <laughs> so the name of my studio is Raisin Grace Studios. After my suicide attempt, the re reason her name is Grace is I tried to commit suicide in 2010. She was born in 2011. She was named Grace because she was my saving grace. Oh, yeah. So Raisin Grace Studios stands for somewhere between Raisin Hill and Amazing Grace, but it also... Everybody gets to see me raising grace. 
She's oh, my awesome. she's my saving grace. So yeah. the same thing y'all have with the four ward. That's yeah. awesome. Is the same thing that I have with Gracie, and the forty four <laughs> thing is just. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't believe in accidents. I don't. I I was just I was literally telling someone that I argued with someone so bad yesterday. <laughs> I, I had a I had something come up that I'm going to Texas for, and it was completely horrible timing that I don't need to be going at this time. Like I just got back from a road trip to Nashville, but I'm going. And I was like, look, there are certain things that you don't know why they're happening. You don't know. You don't know why they're happening. The day that I got fired from country radio, if you want to hear something really fucking crazy, (laughs) I had wanted a tattoo for 12, 13 years. And it goes from right here, right here on my chest. And it's God's armor. It is got a Crusaders cross right here. It's got Isaiah 41, uh, 40 right here, or 4110. Um, anyway, I'm sitting in the tattoo chair and I'm uh, getting tattooed, obviously. And I get a call from my program director and uh, he asked me to come back to the station and um, I get fired. And on my birthday, by the way, this is on my birthday, oh my September. Goodness. My birthday is September the 10th. And I'm getting fired on my birthday as I'm getting God's armor tattooed on me. Because I always said, as long as I had the good Lord with me, didn't matter the chinks in my armor or whatever. The last post that I made on social media while I was working for the radio station, while we had the number one show in Georgia, was you don't understand why you're going through. You just, you don't get it. It doesn't make sense to you at the time. You don't understand why the people you come in contact with. Right. You, you, you don't get it. It Nothing makes sense to you while you're going through a tragedy. Right. You make the most out of it because you're not where you want to be in life, but you're where good Lord wants you to be because you don't know. You don't know the last page of the story yet. All you know is the page you're on. And you guys are just people. You don't see this. You, you don't see people that just realize that you're still writing. You're not just because a huge character, a main character in your story is no longer there. His story is still being told through you. It's not over with. And you just don't see that. And it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. Because I, I get tired of seeing people give up. And I get tired of seeing people broke down. And them just saying, you know, I, this got to happen to y'all. You see people complaining about the most minute thing. You see, and you see people just like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't afford this car or, or whatever. And they don't know what it's like to hurt. And I'm not saying that they haven't been through anything. But you guys experience something no parent ever wants to go through. Right. And, in, and instead of letting it, you know, instead of letting your trauma define you, you've defined your trauma. And there's no way Eric wouldn't. He's giving y'all a standing ovation somewhere. And he's <laughs> got to be so freaking proud. And I'm proud. I'm, I'm fucking proud of y'all. I don't know if y'all cuss or not. It don't sound like y'all do, and I do it way too much. But oh no, yeah, we're both military. I'm ex infantry, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, don't worry about that. Well, y'all guys are. <laughs> I, I, just want, I just want you to know, you guys are inspirations. Y'all are 
there's something there's something special about y'all and y'all story is only going to keep only going to keep getting more amazing i think we probably should have said it to begin with but that is eric's picture if it's not already obvious so yeah <laughs> I, I i was gonna assume that one yeah. <laughs> he was a good looking kid. He was a very good looking kid. He was a very handsome kid. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I must have got that from his mama. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. My daughter got it from hers too. Cause <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let's end it like this. How about y'all tell me if someone wanted to go buy uh, some of your, I'm just going to call it artwork. Uh, some of the stuff that you do, some t-shirts for Full Ward. Uh, if they wanted to make a donation to Full Ward, they wanted to look y'all up on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Kind of tell us a little bit about that. If y'all have any events or anything that you're involved with, sure. kind of give folks a rundown to where they can go support you. Okay. Well, we're on all social media. It's always for Ward Project. That's the number four and then Ward Project. Our website is forwardproject.com. And uh, the, the biggest item that we deal with are rocks. And I know that sounds weird if you have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, I laser engrave rocks with a folded flag in Eric's name. And uh, what people do is they buy those and the proceeds, we donate them to nonprofits that uh, <coughs> help veterans, military, um, mental health, but also some causes that Eric cared about. Uh, he loved animals. So we've supported our local humane society. Um, there's a equine therapy program near us that- um, Boots to grasses. Yep, boots yep. to grasses. Mm -hmm. uh, Waypoint Vets, they're an organization in Nashville that uh, gives free outdoor adventures to veterans. And we donate proceeds from all of this. So we are not a nonprofit. And we've chosen not to be a nonprofit because we want to be the only two people that make decisions regarding things that have Eric's name and picture on them. Yep. So, um, but what we do is we donate all the proceeds to good organizations that are out there helping people. So, yes. you know, what people have said to us is kind of like crowdfunding, essentially. And um, anyway, the rocks, we make the rocks and mm -hmm. people buy those. And what they do with them is they go hide them somewhere, hide in quotations. So in plain sight. In hide in plain sight. There you go. And it's meant to honor Eric, but also bring more awareness to 22 a day and military and veteran suicide and mental health. So then when the next person finds it, they can look on the back and it tells them, take me to a new place and hide me somewhere new. Mm. And people then learn about Eric, learn about his story, maybe hopefully talk about mental health, talk about veteran suicide and all of those topics. And they take the rock to a new location and then the next person finds it. And along the way, everybody makes social media videos to um, say where they found it or where they hid it. And I tell you, there have been some amazing places that these things have been hidden oh, and all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Multiple countries mm -hmm. and almost every state. And <laughs> so many people have done it. It's just been amazing to watch them. We yeah. take them wherever we go to. And um, it's some really meaningful places that people take them. And then when the next yeah. person finds it and 
the most meaningful one for us so far just happened. Someone left one at the Star Wars area at Disney World, and Eric was a Star Wars oh, fiend. Yes, yes. Love Star Wars. So Ever since he was little, everything he picked up was a lightsaber. Yes. So yes. <laughs> that meant play you not, you are. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a star wars nerd <laughs> oh so we have a dog named boba fett and another absolutely yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be one of those rocks at the studio yeah oh, I'm, I'm in love with you guys you don't even know <laughs> I'm, i absolutely love this um yeah, so, you know we're, we're just working on that and uh we're trying to we're trying to get a rock to the rock. We made this huge rock because it has to be rock, the rock size, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot of people talking. It probably won't work, but it's got a lot of people talking, and that's what the actual point is. So, well, I know I'm going to go share that. Uh, <laughs> pro- probably not tonight because it's too late. The views won't be good, but tomorrow I will. Um, but uh, hey, uh, do y'all know what Creative Vets is in Nashville? I do not. All right. So go to my TikTok when we get done here. And I want you to scroll down to it's like two or like a week ago. Okay. Um, Creative Vets is an organization that uh, invited me into their studio uh, when I was in Nashville two weeks ago. They teach uh, veterans who have mental health issues, mental health issues or uh, people who have, um, are veterans who have been injured in combat. Um, they teach them either how to write music um, or they teach them how to do art to uh, get, get out their stuff. Uh, I would like to invite y'all to something. Um, since you guys are in Ohio, I know it's probably still a hike for y'all, but uh, <laughs> we're going to be up there for a charity golf tournament for them. I think May the 2nd. Um, I would love, 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 love to introduce y'all to the people who run that organization. Um, they have a lot of veterans. You can go listen to their actual music, um, that they have songwriters that, you know, from radio, uh, musicians and stuff. And they help these veterans actually put the things they've been through into song. These veterans have never wrote music before, nothing. Um, but you can kind of you you'll pick up on that from the TikTok if you'll if you'll see yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you guys met with them, I think that uh it would be a great way to share Eric's story a little bit more. I think that they would love to hear it. I really, really do. Um, and it's just more people to have your back. Uh, you, you know, just more people to be there for you. It's more family. You know, the, the main reason that I do these shows is I want awareness, obviously. Uh, I really do. And I want people that's out there that's struggling to know that to get help, you're not alone. It's okay to say that you're not okay. But also, too, you guys, you guys deserve, you guys deserve some family. You know, you guys deserve a little piece of something. And hopefully, you know, we can, you know, like I said, you family now, you screwed. 
You got to deal with my fat bearded ass. There ain't no getting out of it now. <laughs> I like it. I like it too much. I'm going to blow your shit up. Um, but no, uh, if y'all, if y'all be interested, uh, you know, we'd love, I'd, I'd love to have y'all whenever we come to Nashville back that week. Um, that's ne- next time we'll be there. We'd love to have you come down. Um, I promise y'all I won't drink too much around you. I'll behave. I'll be a good boy. Um, that's not necessary. Yeah. I was supposed to say, you got, you got to at least join me. Oh, shit. We'll get hammered. <laughs> but, uh, but no, um, if there's anything y'all need, if there's anything at all, if there's anything we can ever help you with, uh, if you ever have any fundraisers, if there's any events you're part of, I want both of you to know, message me. I'm going to text you my number on TikTok the second we get done. Okay. Cool. Anything that y'all need, please. I'll be more than happy to promote it. You don't owe me a damn thing. <laughs> not, not, not anything. I just want to spread the message that you two are getting out, and I want more people to hear what you two are doing in in Eric's memory. Thank you. You're very Thank welcome. That means a lot. That means a lot. So we'll tell you one thing. Go ahead. Uh, so we talked about trying to get a rock to the rock. Yeah. But our ultimate dream is to get one to Mark Hamill. Yeah. So if anybody knows Mark Hamill, yeah. Since we're family and all, you yeah. know, if anybody, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if I knew Mark Hamill, I'd be kissing his lightsaber right now. <laughs> I promise you, yeah. I would be kissing Luke's ass so quick. Yeah. Right. He yeah. was one of Eric's absolute favorites. Yes. Uh, yes. From the moment he saw him. So, yeah. And that man's hysterical, too. Yes, he is. Amazing. A a rock on the Walk of Fame. I'm Mark Hamill's star. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted that. This was like four years ago, and he liked it. And I about (laughs) lost my shit there. But (laughs) Does he not have TikTok? He does, but he doesn't really. He probably doesn't even run it. It's probably probably some. You know what the, the main thing with a lot of those people are is Instagram. It, yeah. to yeah. ta- tagging them repeatedly till it gets annoying on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> They're only going to see one in 1,000 posts right. if you tag yeah. them right. in anyway. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, you know how many things I've tagged Kid Rock in? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say rock. I have tagged Kid Rock's ass. And <laughs> I don't even want to look back at my Instagram because he's got to think I'm a, if he's ever seen it, he thinks I am fucking crazy. <laughs> hey, it was bad. I get drunk and I think I'm funny and I'm not. <laughs> so like the other day, like I made a post like at four o'clock in the morning, we was writing music and just hammered. And I was like, Somebody said, why are you listening to Kid Rock turned up to a thousand at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe because only God knows why. And, <laughs> and it was the corniest thing I had ever said. Only like one person in the room got it. I <laughs> <laughs> got right off the bat. I, know, right? I don't, I'm 34 years old. I, I'm 34. So like oh, the, the only other person that was in their mid thirties in the room, got it. And everybody was like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Well, it was the, why is this funny to these two people? And I posted it on Instagram and I tagged him in it. And I was like, I hope he doesn't see this tomorrow. <laughs> Cause he's going to be like, I hate this guy. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I hate this guy. And I've been around people he knows in Nashville too. And oh like, this it, is never, it's never going to happen. He's going <laughs> to, that's it. Y'all need to tag him with some rock shit. He's like, right. yeah, 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 no, definitely. If you make it white, he might try to snort it though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right, folks. Well, uh, unless y'all got anything else, I think we're going to end it on a Kid Rock doing cocaine joke. <laughs> Solid ending. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for coming on. If there's anything we can do for y'all, y'all let us know. Thank you so much. much. Y'all are very welcome. And hey, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.